Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Can't Tell Us Nothing show. <laughs> the voices you hear are the sounds of Can't Tell Us Nothing. This is Amici. Yeah. This is John. Uh. This is Tandy. Uh, 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 uh. And my name is Antoine. <laughs> I'm not going to make a sound. And we are Can't Tell Us Nothing. We're an improv group out of Houston, Texas, here in 92KELZ. What we do is, what you're tuned into is a show where we take opinions, discussions, topics, and use that to form improv scenes right on the spot. Jump back into the discussion. You'll get it. Uh, we're normally joined by a very special guest. Tonight is one of those nights. Tonight we're joined by Kelly King with Livewire Agency. Yay! Hello, Kelly. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Tell, um, us, tell us a little bit more about what Livewire is. Uh, we are a PR branding agency. We do a lot of public relations, obviously. Uh, we help people build their, build their brands, design um, their brands, and we do a lot of creative media work. Nice, nice. Yes. Been doing it for about... 15 years, I guess, almost, yeah, 15. Would you say there's a point when a brand should work with an agency like yours? Good question. Yeah, definitely. I would say um, once, well, I guess it depends on the business, but I do think that, like, um, everybody doesn't necessarily need a PR agent, you know, after you've, kind of built your brand and developed somewhat of a following, um, you might want to bring somebody in to manage your PR. I would say if you don't really have, um, or in the very beginning stages, maybe not PR, but branding, definitely. You do want to bring somebody in from beyond the beginning um, in the branding stages. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, sorry about that. Yes. Okay, so... So you're saying in the very beginning. In the very right? beginning. You don't I, even really have a following. Yeah, I mean, it, I would say in your business planning efforts, you should have somebody there who is a branding specialist for sure. I don't think it's necessary to always have someone um, from PR at the beginning stages of a business maybe. Maybe a project. You know, mm -hmm. if you have something, you do want someone at the table to help you strategize um, on your PR, if you're already really established or you are established, then yeah. So in this social media world we live in, I'm, I'm a guy trying to start a business, and I, you know, I can I can run a, a Twitter and an Instagram, <laughs> and and what else do I need? AdWords, SEO, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what what would they get if they were to go with a branding agency or or, or a PR agency? I think it's it's more strategy. It's like starting from the beginning. That person can. Um, understand things about your business and your audience and how to translate maybe what your story is or what your promise to your consumers are best. So it is good to have that person at the table in the planning phases. So maybe like consultation, I would mm. say, in the beginning for the average small business. What, you know? what, what would you say are some of the most common mistakes you've seen a small business <laughs> um, I think that a lot of people want to jump into the fun stuff and they don't want to talk about strategy. They don't want to talk about like the planning process. They want you to do all that, but they don't want, they want to get to the logo. Let's get to the visuals. Let's get to the fun stuff. You know, I built my social media. I'm ready. I already started doing it. You know, that is what people go to first mm -hmm. instead of like, people don't want to look at spreadsheets with you know, content of what should be going on over the next couple months. People don't want to talk about how to 
um, maximize their projects with sponsorship. They want you to just go get it. Mm -hmm. They don't want to talk about, you know, why are they doing the things that they're doing? And is it beneficial for us to go to this media outlet first, like, you know, before we go to this one? Maybe it, it's not as jazzy or it's not as sexy, but it might be more beneficial to go with, you know, one thing first over the other. But most people want to jump to the visuals and the fun stuff first. So do you consider the spreadsheets and stuff fun? <laughs> no, I don't. I hate spreadsheets. You know? But it's a but necessary. I have to do it, you know? So why do you even get into the this career to begin with? How do you know that this was a career for you? Um, I am like, I'm into a whole lot of things. I have a great deal of interests. And um, originally I wanted to go into journalism and then I... I got an internship at a record label and the person who hired me kind of just threw me in and she was like, I really just came there because I wanted context. I thought I was going to be Khadijah, you know, <laughs> I wanted to be, I wanted to be, I wanted to have a magazine or something in entertainment. And I went to this record label and took this PR assistant um, gig because I was just going to steal contacts. Like, I just want to meet all the people in the industry, and then I'm going to do um, stories with them. And so she, on my first day, gave me all her info, all the contacts. She gave me the whole black book at, at the <laughs> label, and she gave me her, at the time, Palm Pilot, and, yeah. and her phone and everything. And she was like, here are all the people you need to know. Call them. And so I felt bad. I stayed. And then I figured out that PR allowed me to touch all the areas of interest that I have in my life. So here I am. Tandy, how come you never introduced us to her? What? Formally. How? What? And what? Yeah, Tandy, how do you know Kelly? What? Uh, Kelly is my <laughs> baby cousin. That's good. <laughs> She's my first cousin. Yes. And how yeah, come what? you never introduced uh, her to us formally? Well, I had to get, we had to be at a place. You see, Kelly's about business. <laughs> we had to get our stuff, you know, figure out who we are, we, we what we're doing. She's stuff. been to she's been to our shows. <laughs> yes, yes, you know I've she's seen show. our work. Yes. We just you know it's like, really cool too. I like what you guys just are doing. Just messing with you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what is uh? Do you have any um, bad PR PR moments? Like oh. moments that you were like, yes. you knew that the, the the client wasn't really willing to work with you guys, and it was probably going to end in a bad. You didn't even have to put out a brand name. No, I won't put like any that. names out, but I definitely have had um, bad PR moments. Um, I had a client, um, you know, just things like people canceling. Like, mm -hmm. you think that um, being putting someone on TV or putting them on the radio or something is something that they would be excited for. It's what they pay you to do. But people chicken out. People don't show. I've had that happen. Um, I've had a client that was supposed to perform on a New Year's Eve, a huge event, um, chicken out and just not show. When someone is like getting real nervous and they don't they like start chickening out do you have to have a talk with them do you have to sit them down and like give them a yeah, talk yeah if they show up yeah what, what do you say to them they ghost you <laughs> oh 
I can't say a lot of the things that I would say in that moment. Oh, but you know, you go say. off. You have to shake them up and shake them out of it. It's yeah. like, no, you're on. This is what's happening. We've prepared. This is what we've discussed. I try to prepare my clients well ahead of time mm. for what to expect. You know. Um, how do you How do you do that? Uh, I I give them. What we, you know, like a briefing of what we're discussing. I find out if our media is, you know, like, hey, this is a free for all and they have to be able to talk about anything. Or if they're like, hey, these are the questions, it's going to be a script, you know. So I give them a heads up on all of that. I give them questions that they need to be prepared to answer. Uh, we do media training. So if a client will pay for that, then we'll do that. Nice, nice. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I try to get them prepared. I tell them what the room is probably going to look like. Or if I don't know, I tell the truth. And I'm like, I have no idea what this is going to be like. You need to be ready. You need to be ready, set, go for whatever it is. You know, we cut to, uh, <laughs> we cut to a meeting with a PR agent. <clears throat> so I, I appreciate you telling me about, you know, what the questions are going to be and, and who's going to be in the room. Um, but I'm still super nervous and, and I have a request actually, uh, it would actually make me feel a lot better if there was a dinosaur in the room. Like, it doesn't have to be a, you know, an actual sized Tyrannosaurus Rex. It could be just like a human sized dinosaur. But if there was a dinosaur in the room somewhere that I could look at while I'm answering questions, that would make me feel better. Could, could, could we make that happen? <clears throat> I think, um, I take a look at the budget. I think we still have some room to um, potentially make that request uh, if uh, money's a problem i can mm -hmm. definitely help you out there i just no, no, i don't really think it's necessarily money i think it's it would be it would work better if it was either a dinosaur egg a dinosaur egg like dinosaur bones I can't. Those are a little bit easier for us to find dinosaur than bones. a human-sized yeah. tyrannosaurus where mm -hmm. it's very hard to find a guy who can do that you if, know? You, if you i mean if you can construct the dinosaur bones and maybe throw like a cloth over it i'm sure that can we can we can work with that, but the egg I can't answer questions. Now, kind of an now, egg. I, I don't know what I'm gonna say. How, how does this make you feel more comfortable? Just so that we know more about you know our relationship. Uh, yeah. So as I was growing up, I always had uh, posters of dinosaurs in the room, and always found they were very supportive. A lot of them had little messages like, like <laughs> you can do it, dude, and and wait a rargo. <laughs> they weren't very good posters in recollection, but they helped me out when I was younger, and and. and I just realized that th that gives me confidence. What, what, what if we just wrote the messages down and I'm a grown man no now. I'm a grown man. You, As I've grown, so have my needs. You know, when I was a kid, sure, a poster would have been fine. You know, maybe like a baseball card thing to keep in the pocket. But now that I'm grown, I need an actual human-sized dinosaur. I'm realizing that. We cut right to the now. PR firm office. Hey, guys, I got your message. You said you, you got a job for me. You got an acting gig? Absolutely. Yep. All right. What you, what, what, what you guys need me to do? I'm so glad you called. I'm so excited. Um, here's uh, some... Uh, Note cards okay. of some of the lines you're going to be saying. Oh, you're going to be oh, playing a dinosaur, specifically a, a T-Rex. Yeah. Oh, and when wow. Our, and when our client yes. gets in the jam, yeah. we want you to say some encouraging words okay. in the sound of a T-Rex while the meeting is going okay. on. So, okay. so it, what's going on in the room? Like, who, who am I going to be playing for? What, who, what's the setup? If you can give me a little bit more information. Oh, our famous client, Antoine, oh, Wayne's brother. Oh, my goodness. He's going to be in the room, and he's going to need all of the support we, we can give him, okay? Yeah, we, oh, need I to, can't. we need to play as realistic a T-Rex as you can. I'm, 
I'm so excited. Thank you so much. Give us an example a little bit, just to, <laughs> yeah, just, just so we can feel the temperature, mm-hmm. maybe help okay. you out, because we want you to be. Okay, you know, if support. you don't mind, let me just go over some of the cards that Absolutely. you wrote me. Absolutely. Okay. You're, you're going to be T-Rexific <laughs> out there. <laughs> oh, that's, that's pretty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. But, yeah. but you, know, you know what would help me? Uh, I do a great, I do a great job acting and, and helping support whoever I'm supporting. If, um, if you could have uh, just, uh, um, just a, a, a basket with a, um, <laughs> a, with, a little, with a little snake inside. A basket of a yeah. snake. snake. Well, I, I what does a T-Rex need a basket of well, a snake? I grew up, I grew, I grew up in uh, Sri Lanka, and uh, my family had, uh, you know, we had lots of, lots of different pets, but my favorite was my pet snake, Charlie, and he, he slept in a basket next to my bed. William, you're going to have to take that one. I don't do snakes, all right? Okay. I don't do snakes. Oh, great. So you, you, you'd be able to get a snake at... Um, I don't know if we can get a snake. We might be able to get an actor who can play a snake. <laughs> <laughs> would, would that, would that, that be okay? That's going to work as long as he can fit in a basket. So you're saying I got to get inside his basket? And uh, yeah. Dress yeah. in this, in this uh, uh, sleeping bag? Absolutely. Yep. And read these lines to a T-Rex. <laughs> okay. But you're playing a really authentic snake, by yeah. the way. So okay. you can't move your hand. Your hands cannot come out of the sleeping bag. You have to find a way to read the cards without hands. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can do it. I can do it. However, I do need something myself. Come on, man. <laughs> okay, what, what do you need? We, need? we need to make this meeting go well. Yes, so. yes. I need about three human-sized spiders holding the basket while I'm in it. Real spiders. <laughs> not people dressed as spiders. Actual live human-sized spiders. Does you... <laughs> I'm assuming you've done this before. Oh, yes, many times. How do you find an adult-sized real spider? Yeah, it sounds very difficult to find. It's actually a guy I know. Here's his card. <laughs> he has human-sized spiders in his basement. In his it's basement? It's super legal. Not a problem. <laughs> super legal. William. Yeah. What are we, we going to do, man? I, I, I guess we go and... Get these human size. We need to make this meeting go well. We need to make it go we well. To, whatever it takes, before right? this meeting starts, yeah. okay? We, okay. Cut to, we cut to the meeting. <laughs> the guy's about to go on stage. He peeks out. He sees a, the dinosaur <laughs> sitting in the audience. He sees a, a basket towards the foot of the audience and three <laughs> huge spiders holding the basket. And he's, uh, what the hell is going on out there? <laughs> Dude, we've done everything you asked, man. Yeah, we got you the T-Rex out there. I had one simple request. <laughs> a dinosaur the size of a human in the audience. It looks like a circus out there now. Look, this is all to make you feel better. So you think this was easy to put together for us? Oh, it's about you? I'm about to go out there. I'm about to answer these questions under these bright lights. Listen, you just focus on the T-Rex, okay? Mm-hmm. We got this covered. Yeah. This is going to go well. Hey. Hey guys, uh, hey, I've been looking in that basket, and that spider—I mean, the, the uh, snake is just sleeping. He's not even—he's uh, not even saying words. He's just snoring over there. You didn't say. I'll, I'll go check a look at it. Uh, yeah, we'll go. We'll go we'll maybe go the snake needs some coffee. Guys, <laughs> I'll go get some coffee for the snake or okay. something. Okay, sounds Come good. Right back, guys. Don't mess this up, all right? You work for me. What are you getting coffee for, we're, a snake? Listen, we're doing everything we can. It's gonna work for you, Antoine. We got your back, all right? <laughs> we'll go get some coffee. Be right back. 
Fine. You good? Yeah, for now. All right. Dinosaur, can I hear something uh, <laughs> um, affirming right now? Calm down. Everything will be okay. Pterodactyl. Scene on whatever that means. That meeting probably went horrible. Uh-huh. Yeah, it sounds like it would. Is that what? <laughs> <laughs> that would be entertaining, am I right? <laughs> totally legal. <laughs> Super legal. Human. Super legal. Size spiders. Terrifying. Uh, yeah, not people. So, so you've been in this industry how long, um, Kelly? It's twenty years now. Twenty years. Mm-hmm. Wow. What are what are some of your? Uh, <laughs> can you think back to like when to a younger Kelly? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some of the mistakes you've made that you need to look back on. Oh, I mean, you're yeah. super glad that you made them because you learned a lesson, but like, yeah. what, what were those, those lesson learned moments? Um, one of my lessons that I learned, and this is another PR gone wrong situation. Yeah. Um, I had a client that uh, was going to get an interview with this publication, and um, <laughs> I had a friend of mine that was working with me at the time, and I feel like the publisher or the editor had sent the this project over or this story over to an assistant. And um, she sent me, I sent her some questions because I was trying to get my client prepped. Yep. So I'm like, you know, when is this going to be? What is this? You know, just getting all the details. And she responded to me and she didn't answer a single question. She just sent me back these really weird responses they were just kind of blah general not giving me what i needed and she had a lot of like um typos and stuff like that and this is like a a publication so i like sent my friend an email i forwarded the email and i'd redlined it and i was like calling this girl all kinds of names because i was so mad because i really needed this information Mm -hmm. for my client so, and I'm talking to my friends. So I'm like, look at this dumb blah, 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 you know, going on. And I'm like, written this all out, like stupid blah, blah, blah. And I redlined and highlighted stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I sent, I was doing this really fast and I hit send. And I remember looking back at the line and being like, oh my God, did I just reply? I, re- <laughs> I had replied to her. And so I was in Outlook. Actually, at this time, I was also working another job at a nine-to-five. And um, I went back, and I was like, oh, my God. And I'm, like, going through all of, like, Outlook features, and they had Mm -hmm. the retract button. So I'm like, retract, retract, retract. I'm hitting this, like, maybe, like, eight times. (laughs) And so I'm like, I wonder what she's, like, what did he actually make it? So I do a test. I call my mom while she's at work, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to send you a message, and I'm going to retract it, and I need to see what you see. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I'm just getting this thing that's like, please disregard this message. And then it says whatever you wrote after. The whole message anyway. <laughs> wow. So what? I sent that over to her Microsoft. probably like eight Jeez. times. <laughs> so she got it about eight times. All I could do is I just apologized. I told her, hey, this is how me and my friend talk. I'm so sorry. I know this is rude. I hope I can still get the story. <laughs> you know? And I still got it. I got the story still. Well done. <laughs> yeah, what you got to do. But it was only because her boss had already authorized it. So she had to accept it. But yeah. So I learned to, like, 
carefully before I send anything, especially if it's business oriented. I don't care what it is. I'm like, I check so many times before I hit send everything about the message, what's in the message. If I hit send, you know, if, I mean, if I hit reply or forward, I just check like a million times before I send it. <laughs> Press release, anything. I don't care what it is. I just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good lesson. That's a good lesson. Have you guys ever, have you guys, uh, and Cisa, never had an email faux pas? I know I have. Oh, yeah. A text message. Like, the, oh, oh, those are bad. Yeah. You can't resend a text At message. Oh, <laughs> Somebody should create an app. <laughs> That'd be a billion dollars, man. Because, yes. oh, my God. We send texts. I know. Yes. I sent something in person like they went to hr like they were really because oh it was in text for i mean not even work on the work stuff they were like trying to build a case against some stuff at work and they're like see and this is the thing and i was like oh no but the hr person was like we can't even consider that that's uh. not even work related you know we don't know what they were talking about i was like thank god oh my god <laughs> so it's nice to be that's vague awesome. it's good to be vague yeah. <laughs> vaguely <laughs> Vaguely insulting and rude. Ain't nobody <laughs> yeah. talking Jimmy. <laughs> oh, we cut to a meeting with a manager and his uh, employee. Uh, Tandy, I've uh, called you into this room to discuss a circumstance that just so happened to fall on my desk. Okay. Um, <clears throat> do you mind if I read this here text message? <gasps> okay. My manager is a piece of S money sign I T. Oh. Now, Tandy, do you have any other jobs? Oh, uh, none that none that pay me a, a living wage. Is this message about me? Uh, well, I, no, no, it's not. I mean, you know, the term manager can work in an office setting. It could also work for your home life. I mean, you know, I have a manager in my home who helps organize, uh, organize uh, helps me organize my things and gets things. I mean, some people call him mom. I call mine my mom manager. You, you, you think your mother is a piece of S <laughs> dollar sign I-T? Well... We uh, cut to her <laughs> getting home. Her mom's in the doorway. Um, Tandy? Yes, ma'am. I received an email from your boss. Um, forwarded. Uh, it says, <laughs> your manager is a piece of S dollar sign, H-I-T. And then <laughs> under it, he wrote, not me. <clears throat> She's talking about her mom manager. Whoa. Um, is, do you think, are you talking about me? No, no, mom. Do you have other moms? No, mom. I, just, you're the only mom. No, that's not, it wasn't, he misunderstood. See, I was talking about parenting and organization, and I also told him that I'm on the baseball team. Uh -huh. So sometimes the coach can also be considered a manager. because he manages, And a mom? And Well, I, I didn't say a mom so much as more the coach. You know, I was like, you know, my mom helps me at home, but my coach really helps manage uh, what I, I, I do on the team. And so I think he just misunderstood, Mom. I was talking about, was talking about Coach Terrence. Uh, basically, that was it. So, yeah, it was, it was Coach Terrence. We caught the Tandy out of baseball games. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, great win tonight. Uh, hit yeah. the cows, everybody. Uh, Tandy, can I have a word of you before you go? Oh, okay. All right, bye, Tandy. Oh. <laughs>
Terrence in trouble. Hi, Coach Terrence. Hey, uh, Tandy, uh, you may wonder, you may, may be wondering why I didn't put you in the game tonight. Yeah, I was concerned. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I got a message from your mom and oh. your boss. Oh. Um, yeah, um, saying that uh, you think that I am a piece of S dollar sign <laughs> IT. And, um, you know, I just wanted to give you a chance to explain that before, you know. Well, I think everybody's <laughs> misunderstanding, Coach Terrence. Okay. Uh, you know, S dollar sign is uh, it's, it's it's a new form of um of abbreviation, uh, and I was just uh, I was just saying that hey, you're a real winner, uh, you you let me uh, you help me uh, swing dollar sign and hit those balls, uh, Coach Terrence. That's, uh, that's a complicated explanation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you just want to come? Come clean. I mean, your mom's here. Your boss is here. They both came to watch the game. Yeah, we're here. We're, oh, we're no. Here. Yeah. Everybody's here. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, which one of us do you not like, Tandy? Yes. yes. Let's, let's figure this yeah, out. Yeah, let's figure this out. out right now. And what's the use of the dollar sign? Caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, you turned me on to, like, some books. I was... Was I married and going through a bad relationship? I can't remember. You turned me on to one, too. Lies at the Altar. Lies at the Altar, girl. Mm -hmm. She turned me on to that book, too. She did. What, what, what is Lies at the Altar? Lies at the Altar. I give y'all Lies at the Altar? Because I, I you keep You gave it to me. Copies you did give me one. To pass out to people. Did you write this book? What is, what is going on? <laughs> no. <laughs> doing a book tour. <laughs> no. No. I for, I, please forgive me for forgetting the author's name. Oh, uh, it's Dr. Joy. Oh, she used to be on Oprah all the time. Dr. Joyce, I think. Joyce Brothers? No. No. I know her face. I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah. But she, the book is good. The best part of the book is that it has a series of, I forgot how many questions yes. in the back that you should ask someone that you're contemplating marrying, you're dating, whatever you're doing. But it's just this list of questions. I would like even make copies of the questions. Like, forget the book. Yeah, I just the make copies of the, are... of the list. I'm so sorry I didn't um, engage you two in that. Uh, as you did your own thing, but I, I guess I grew out of it. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I, maybe I got free, and I was like, whatever y'all want, <laughs> whatever, whatever, do it. <laughs> but um, um, but uh, uh, yeah. But uh, uh, I, I think you turned me on to a book about it was the heart, the something of the heart. Yeah. Yes, about No, it was about an uh, African American woman married to an African man. And I was like. My baby cousin dropping knowledge. Give me. That was such a good book. book I want to read that again. That was a good one. So was it a memoir or was it like a actual? It was. It was, a, it was kind of yeah, yeah, pretty much a memoir. Yes, it was I just giving like an account of her experience, mm -hmm. how she met this guy, and how they ended up married, and their her experience. And it was like a lot of it was her being introduced to his, the the culture, mm -hmm. and she was like really into Pan Africanism and all that, and. It was just a really, that was a cool book. That's I'm good, glad man. you mentioned that. Yeah. I'm, gonna what I'm curious, what were some of the questions from Lies at the yeah. Altar? Oh, I'm trying to remember. Like, things about, oh, gosh, uh, uh, questions about um, health. Like, you know, because there are different sections. Money, health, children. It's just like just, real deal stuff that people don't want to really talk about. And yeah. so you just assume into a situation because you are really into the person or things are going really well. And it's like, yeah, but you didn't ask these, like, really hard but simple questions that you need to know and can really make or break the situation, you know? <clears throat> we cut to a, 
engagement dinner. <laughs> All right, baby. I think you know why we're here. It's our engagement dinner. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I want to be honest about something. Okay. I did not graduate from an Ivy League school. What? Well, you said that you graduated. You said you graduated from Princeton. Yes. Yeah. The, the truth is, is I grew up on Princeton Avenue <gasps> and um, cut my teeth on the main streets of Princeton. But you had a diploma. You you showed me. How'd you? You just made that up. You just. Yeah, that's my diploma from the YMCA when I was in preschool. My mama kept that one for me. She didn't think I was gonna make it. So. <laughs> I didn't know that you, as intelligent in as many books as you read, never read the actual <laughs> certificate. But no, I didn't read the words. It had Princeton. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, Princeton was just written in just. It just I think you hand wrote that. Now I say all this because I want to make sure that when we go down the aisle, you know, that um we are clear <laughs> about who okay. we really are, you know. I mean that's really disappointing, <clears throat> but I've gotten to know you and you know, you're an intelligent man and you make wise decisions, so I, I hate to find out now, but I mean, I'm I'm gonna deal with that because you know overall you're a good person. So I think I can work through that one. Yeah, I mean it's a positive skill to yeah. have. Imagine if we get in some trouble, I can reconstruct our whole life to make it look like we're not having trouble. This sounds like we're going on the lamb, <laughs> something really illegal. I, no, 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 it's not illegal. It's not illegal. Everyone does it. You just um. We're going to have this relationship, okay? Okay. That's just an insurance. Okay, you're right. You're right. I trust you implicitly. I'm going to, okay. All right. That all right. Makes sense. So I got some off my chest. You got anything you weren't honest about at all? Uh, so we can go back to the table yeah, and I see the family. Can, yeah, well, I, um, I, haven't, I haven't really been going to the gym like I said, I was to lose weight before the wedding. I've um, I've been taking some diet pills that I've been buying from the black market, and um, my heart stopped twice, and I had to go to the hospital. But I uh, wasn't aware of this. Yeah, I told him. Is that when you said you were doing the all night shut in camp? Yeah. At the gym. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, y'all were locked. Y'all were supposed to be locked, locked in, in at the yeah, gym. Yeah, we were locked in at the gym. And you was at the hospital. I was at the hospital. And we're running tests. Oh, my God. Yeah, but my heart is okay. They told me I just need to follow up with a cardiologist um, every three months just to make sure that my heart is still pumping. That's they, pretty serious. Yeah, they had to put in a couple of valves because I had burned those out with the, with the diet pills. <laughs> what kind of diet pills are these? Is this meth? Well, it was, I don't know, because it, it came from the black market, but we found out that it was um, uh, zebra tranquilizers that they would give zebras at the zoo in some kind of way, you know, they found that it can you help you, you lose could, weight. You could sleep your way to losing weight. weight. I did. I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, I mean, but that was okay because once I got out of jail, then, um, you know, the, the, the police said if you don't come back, then it will be, you know, it, if you follow up with your doctor, then we won't um, press full charges on you. Um, you'll just have to. They were pretty lenient. They were. Quite lenient. But that's all. That's that, the only that, thing. You know, I can't judge. 
Okay. I can't judge it all. Yeah. You know, like I said, we we're getting to know each other yeah. before we make this big decision. Well, you you know? think we know each other after at least you, a year yeah, of dating, but yeah, yeah, you know, it's coming out now. I mean, while we're down that path, oh. you know, um, this isn't my first rodeo. Oh. Yeah. You've been married before. Um. Technically, I was never. The marriage never ended. <gasps> Are you married? I, I haven't seen her in like ten years, so I don't think she considers me her husband anymore. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> that, you, I even invited her. She didn't show up <laughs> just to make sure we could have a some closure to that. You know? <laughs> well, no, I'm here. Oh, oh, Sheila. Yes, I'm here. And I have a, a bit of a confession to make. You were standing here the whole time? <laughs> no, I just walked in. Oh, wow. But I, I walked in a few minutes ago, and then I heard it sounded like a great time to come in, so I decided to come in. Um, but I do have a big, I wasn't fully honest with you. I haven't been missing for 10 years. You haven't been missing? No. I've been staying in the attic of the house for 10 years. You mean you've been, you've been hearing all of the... Stuff that we've been doing the whole time? Yeah. Yeah, I have. The fights. All those letters I wrote. They came right back to the house. <laughs> yep. You would take them out of the mailbox before I got home? <laughs> you <Yeah>. dirty. <laughs> but, but since you guys are entering into this, I, want, I just want to make sure we're clear. I just want to get it off my chest. I'm going to keep staying in the no, attic. No, no, that's the problem. But I was like, what's your plan after this? Because you can't go back to the attic. Well, I, I, but I was honest. I didn't want it to, to end with like, or to go into this with any sort of mystery or secrets. You know, you know? I just wanted to be open about it. Now, right. tired Sheila. after ten years. Sheila, you had ten years in that attic. We did search parties. The whole town, your family I saw was on with me on the search party. It, moved, it got to see when I first went into the attic. I was like, oh, I, he's putting in a lot of work. He must really love me. And then it got to a point where I was like, ooh, have I been up here too long? I think it'll be awkward if I come down. So I just kind of stayed up. Like, it, the moment had passed. How, how have you been eating, Sheila? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, please, explain I would that. Leave the ad. Why are we focused on me? This is your day. Yeah. This is your I day. I want closure. Too. That's all. That's all I want is closure. Maybe we can talk about it when we get home. <laughs> And scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, but relationships really be like yeah, spider webs like that, man. <laughs> I'm gonna bring. I'm. Gonna, I'll bring the book, and we'll go. Bring the, the book. Let's, let's check out those. Yeah, book. we'll we'll have an episode dedicated to why the old at the house right now. You know, to me, it was it was refreshing because. <clears throat> I, I, reading that book, there was such practicality to it. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever you read like the male versions of it, it's either super spiritual and it's very hard to be grounded or it's like somebody's opinion, but they've been married seven times. <laughs> I'm Steve Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because um, I hate when people throw the Steve Harvey book in my face and I'm like, I would never want to hear this dude's opinion on relationships, ever. I don't care how famous or rich he is. Ain't got nothing to do with stand-up, but hers was so practical that it was actually easy to kind of flip through. Yeah. And even meditate over the question and be like, man, I've never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? 
good one. I so got y'all. I got y'all now. <laughs> after the fact, but it can only help. <laughs> yeah. It can't hurt nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Except it can hurt your relationship if <laughs> you hit a deal breaker. Yeah. Absolutely. We cut to um, a couple. Another couple. <laughs> hey, babe. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go for it. You said like I'm the most handsome man you've ever seen in your life, right? Mm-hmm. I want to believe that. Okay. If I was to go outside and get hit by a bus right now, and would you still think I was the most handsome man on on earth? I mean, it would depend if the bus hit your face, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, if your face was still the same, I guess you'll still be the most handsome man. But so, just don't get hit in the face, okay? I don't plan on running hit first towards a bus anytime soon but you know i just gotta know man if, if you really mean what you say no i i do i mean you know i i, I love you very much but if anything happens to that face <laughs> <laughs> i'm leaving i'm out of here that's fair enough so protect your face at all costs cool if you want this marriage to work okay got any questions for me no. <laughs> just, just protect that face. Just protect the face. <laughs> yeah. Um, I noticed you never said anything about all those, you know, books that I've wrote, and how many times I've been on the Breakfast Club to share those books. Yeah. And how esteemed an author I am. Yeah, you know, I, I don't care about all that stuff. You know, I just want to see that pretty face when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> I know it's there when I go to sleep at night. So. That's all I see you as, a pretty face. That's all you see me as. That's what I tweet about all day. Look at my husband's pretty face. (laughs) That's all I tell my friends about. That's all I talk about at work. My husband has a pretty face. So don't make me a liar (laughs) by ruining that face anytime soon. I don't plan on it. I don't plan on it, babe. Okay. I remember when we first met. Mm -hmm. Just walked up to me, Mm -hmm. took a picture of my face, Mm -hmm. told me to follow you. And you did. Yeah, never had a woman come up to me with that kind of, you know, you knew what you wanted. Mm-hmm. It was, it was reassuring. Mm-hmm. Did you know I, I had a, a, another boyfriend at the time? No, I didn't know that. Yep. He was the guy I pushed in front of that bus. <laughs> oh, because he wasn't the prettiest man in the world anymore, so I had to get rid of him. You didn't tell me that was how you broke up with your boyfriend. You just said that. He had to catch a bus. And he did. <laughs> the bus hit him and took him all the way down the street. I uh, thought he left you. you. I thought he, like, you chased him at a bus stop. You know, like in the movies, mm-hmm. you pushed him in front of a bus. Yeah. We cut to them uh, walking in the park, and John sees a, a guy who actually looks a little bit more handsome than he does for, for his girlfriend. <laughs> and he goes over to talk to him. <clears throat> hey, man. Um, uh, a what? Excuse me. Um, uh, are, are you about to sit here? I'm just no. sitting here reading my book. I want to talk to you, man. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, sure. What's on your mind? Uh, just want to see how well you can see. I can see perfectly. Okay, uh, you want to follow me out in the middle of this street? Oh, before I do, I, I still kind of want to finish this chapter of the book here. My, do- my doctor said I, I have the best eyes he's ever seen. 
Oh, he really? says there's the deepest and the brownest, <laughs> and the, his vision—the vision is unparalleled. You know, I, I I can't argue with that. I don't know anything about um, optometry. I believe. <laughs> oh no, you wouldn't. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah. Bye bye now. Bye. No 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 no. Mm-hmm. I, I, listen, man. We're the two most handsome guys in this park. Well, All right. Well, yeah, the top two, sure. So, First and second place. Let's just let's just play a little game, right? Let's play a little game. Sure, I love games. Stand in the middle of the street. Again with the middle of the street. What? If you're handsome, the bus will stop before it comes up to you. Oh, we're playing the bus game. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, many of men have played the bus game with me before. You can obviously see what happened. Yes. They've never been like me. Is that your, your lady over there? She is and will forever be. Okay. <laughs> I'd hate to see something horrible happen to her betrothed. Oh, I bet you would. All right. Okay. Let's step in the middle of this street right here. All right. So normal bus street rules. You stand in one lane, I stand in the other. We see where the bus swerves. The bus driver will subconsciously choose the least attractive man on the street. <laughs> because no one cares about the least attractive man. Not at all. <laughs> we cut to the bus. Bus driver, hit the one in the striped shirt. Hit that one in the striped shirt, bus driver. Why, why are you telling me who to hit? Hey, bus driver. I don't want to hit anybody. No, you got to hit that one because that one is not, not as attractive as that one in that green shirt. That green shirt is beautiful. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. You can't hit a man over his taste in fashion, huh? We, I, I don't, I, I'm from the old school. You got to have a pretty smile, pretty eyes, the sun just glistening off your skin. Bus driver can't see all of that. He got to make split. That's make why he got to wait until he get right up on the, 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 the fellas in the street. Oh, that. That's, that's how, how you did it back in the day. That's how I did it. You see, I ain't love, lost a, a bus battle yet. You guys are the weirdest <laughs> angel and devil on the shoulder <laughs> I've ever had. <laughs> you guys call me bus driver. Listen, they don't give us the names when we pop up that's on right. people's shoulders. We kind of figure that out through context, context clues. clues. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so uh, what's, can you tell, me, tell us a little bit about what Livewire is up to these days? Um, well, we are, I mean, we continue to do public relations for small businesses and large businesses, um, individuals and public figures, that kind of stuff. Um, but we are focusing mostly on in the PR sector on food and beverage right now. So, um, and we're actually um, taking on some food and beverage in the cannabis industry. Ooh, yes, so we are working topic. with organizations and businesses who are trying to get um, black people into the business, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I hate to even just try to say people of color and all that. Um, because that is exactly what they're doing. So, so they want they want them into the business or to buy their business or to no, start to come into the to come into the cannabis industry. I to I'm get into the <coughs> business. Um, one of the groups I'm working with is working to do that primarily because of how you know disproportionately we have been affected mm. um, in a negative space, and for us to 
be able to kind of turn that upside down. I'm also working with a beverage company that has infused CBD um, cocktail mixers. Um, and then, you know, again, restaurants, um, events like the Oxtail Mashup or Black Restaurant Week where I got this shirt. Um, those are some of the projects that I work on, like ongoing. Awesome. Wow. Wow. I'm so glad she came. I really didn't know what she did. I mean, I like a little bit here and there. But yeah, just I mean, a lot of people see the publicity work yeah. that I do because I don't really, we haven't put out a lot of like our graphic projects, but we do a lot of graphic design, yeah. web design. Um, we help people build their brands from, from ground up, like mm -hmm. from concept to PR and branding and getting people publicity and, and growing those brands to a larger scale. So ultimately I always say I'm a creative communicator. I, I love communications, but I do that through, um, you know, traditional writing, you know, but I also do that visually through creative spaces. So I help people tell their stories both ways. Mm -hmm. Didn't you write something about um Indy, the Indy 500, did you, mm -mm. was that, what, was it a, no, Formula One? What was the oh, race? Oh, yeah. It was something with the race. I went to Formula One this year, so uh -huh. I'm, I really wow. just got into um, Formula One racing. Mm -hmm. A friend put me on, and we went to Canada for the Canada F1, and it was the best sporting event I've ever been to. And what? My mm -hmm. goal is to go to two next year, so. Now, for, <coughs> if I'm visualizing I don't even know if I'm visualizing the right thing. Formula One. I'm get there's like little tiny cars with big wheels. Yes, it's just way more sophisticated. I know this uh -oh. will make Here somebody go. mad. Here we go. The NASCAR <laughs> and the, the whole experience so is more for people who didn't hear. She said more sophisticated than NASCAR. It is. It's like a more sophisticated like being the whole thing. Uh, if anybody has ever or doesn't know that much about it. Someone put me on to um, Drive to Survive on Netflix. It gives you the background, the politics, the ridiculous amounts of money that are put into the, the, the racing mm -hmm. and all the drivers and um, the work that they have to put in to do this. Like most of them have been racing since they were little kids. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, Lewis Hamilton is, the number one driver in the world and he is a young black man you know i didn't know think that. That is, is he canadian <coughs> no he is um, british yeah he's mm. british misha you know yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I follow a little bit of f1 yeah. why would you follow what it was, uh, it was it was one of the sports that was big and on tv in england when i was growing up michael schumacher was was huge yeah. uh and there's just been drivers who have been Bigger in Europe, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, like Ferrari, that's their like main branding thing. Ferrari does F1 and it's, yeah. it's their big, uh, it's where they show off, basically. Yeah, F1 is like uh, Even though they're not like, they're I mean, not one of the best anymore, but they're still the biggest name in the sport, right. basically. Wow. So yeah. I can understand why um, someone black could rise to the top in the physical athletics. 
What advantage does the black dude stop, have stop. in a car? Well, you know what? It is very physical, it is physical though. Yeah. It's yeah. physical. They train like physically. Yeah. It's a lot on them to do that. Yeah, and yeah, you don't see out of shape guys doing. No, nah. so you, you gotta be because the cars are moving really fast. There's lots of G-force pulling you around. That's you gotta great. be able to handle yeah. the car. Yeah, and it's like it's, it's so many factors that go into it. It's the team, the people who work on the car. Yeah. It's the do you have the money to put the power into the car? It's and that's you know, not politics. the one where they drink milk, right? After no, that's oh IndyCar. no, that's not. Uh-uh, yeah, no. IndyCar. they drink they drink champagne because yeah. <laughs> they're sophisticated. sophisticated. Is that NASCAR drinking milk? <laughs> <laughs> Man, so black dude. I think it is number one driver. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And w- my seats were so good. It was like right across from his garage. It was awesome. Best experience. So, that was where that F1 mm-hmm. article That's came awesome. Mm-hmm. And what, what was in the article? I was just sharing my experience, like, from a black perspective. Um, I was writing with a publication that most of their content is addressing, well, a lot of it is food and events and travel. And so, I was addressing my F1 experience as a black person. There's not that many black people there. There were more than I thought would be there, (laughs) you know. (laughs) But, you know, and, you know, there are um, little, you know, racial undertones against Hamilton. You see that a lot up close and personal in the crowd, you know. Mm. Um, But I was just giving my experience and encouraging more African Americans to, you know, come out and or learn about F one or just come because it's fast cars, it's fun stuff going on, there's concerts and it's just a good time. I think so. uh I think whenever a black person goes to a place, they already have an assumed number of how many other black people <laughs> right? might be there. <laughs> I don't right? know where that number comes from, but we always have an estimate. We cut the F one garage. That's right, boy. I'm passing this down to you, son. I want you to know it ain't no easy feat mm-hmm. being a F1 champion. It's a lot of racial undertones. Oh, really? That's right. When I go in there to get an oil change, what happens? Sometimes I gotta wait, maybe five minutes. That's racial. I, hey, are Lewis, you sure? Lewis, remember that time you got pulled over during the race? I remember that. <laughs> I that sounds that. way more. <laughs> way more. But, I mean, you know. You still won. I did. (laughs) They just wanted to, you know, check out everything, make sure I had all my racing papers together. I don't fault that. You're right. One time I was trying to get some tires. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, I had to wait (laughs) 15 minutes. Racial. But who was being racial? Like, that was your team? Like your your own yeah yeah pit crew that's right. Remember that one time they made you enter your car from the back. Oh <laughs> yeah, I remember that. But I mean, you know, my car does have a lot of power. Yeah, you probably didn't want to scare a lot of people. I I can understand that one. But it's a lot of racial undertones to this sport, boy. Okay. Um. One time I was racing on the track, uh-huh. and um, they didn't move the cones in time for me. I had to wait about twenty minutes. <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot of waiting to Lewis Drew in here. Sounds like a lot of waiting at a Formula One race. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, Dad, I have something I, I, I want to say. Um, if I am going to you know, take the baton and, yeah. and inherit this, yeah. uh, I need something in order for me to, to race. Uh, 
I need a. <laughs> oh, that's where we step in, son. We yeah. we work on the cause. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, actually, it's a little bit different. What you need, boy? I need I need a polar bear in a cage in the audience. Oh yeah. Like okay. where the stands are. Oh, yeah. we can handle that. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. need I just need to see that as I'm driving around. It's a polar <laughs> now, bear now, in a cage. <laughs> you want us to find you a polar bear, please, mm -hmm. and get him a good seat <laughs> during Formula One. Mm-hmm. You see, when I was when I was young, I went to the zoo one day, and I didn't have a ticket, and they they chased me, and once I made it to the polar bear exhibit, the polar bear inspired me to run faster. <laughs> polar bear. It looked at me and it, and it waved a claw at me. It was like go, go, <laughs> and, I, and I took off, and they didn't catch me. And so ever since then, I know that I can go fast if I see a polar bear. A cage. In a cage. Well, to protect the, the the audience. Well, you know, it's. Uh, I believe we can. We could do that, man. Yeah, we're, we're part of the best crew in the world. Mm -hmm. Great. We could do anything. That's great. Do anything, man. All right, I know I lost this bet, pit crew. And you want me to put on a what now? You got to put on a, a life size polar bear costume. Mm -hmm. gonna come sit and sit at the uh, Mexico Grand Prix. <laughs> In the crowd. <laughs> and wave at a young black driver. From a cage. From a cage. Man. <laughs> the you last sure you time. The last time I bet y'all on who's going to win the next race. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to How do it. How you going to bet the pit crew, man? I know, you know man. All I know. What's going on? Well, y'all been having a lot of delays over there. A lot H of waiting. Honey, honey, are you going to come back to the engagement dinner? <laughs> no. No, man. I got a, I got a who, bet to who sell. Who are these people? It's, it's the pit crew. I got a... I got a well, I I didn't want you to know, but I bet I bet a lot of money on a on a wa I had a wager on who would win, and I lost. So, oh, uh, I know the engagement dinner at least part of it is paid for. Don't eat, <laughs> don't eat the dessert because we didn't pay for that. We only got the chicken. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad you're telling me this before, before we go. Yeah, before we before we go down Hi, this man. road. We we are part of one of the best pit crews in the world. We promise that after our, after our boy wins this race, we'll come back and finish that bill that you guys owe on this dinner. T oh. t uh, uh, tonight? Not tonight. Okay. <laughs> Not tonight. Okay. Well, I have a, I have a confession to make. Um, what? While we're getting things off our chest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the other day, I, well, actually a couple of number of years ago, I, uh, I, I murdered a man while driving oh. a bus, <laughs> and I've been living in an attic since... <laughs> Was this man Still? handsome? Not not handsome enough. Is it? Oh Lord! There was a more handsome man in the road. <laughs> Called me that's why I've, that's why I've only just recently seen you, and all of our correspondence has just been through letters from mm -hmm. pigeons. <laughs> yep. Oh. I just wanted to get that off my chest. I feel like I'm ready to come out of the attic just now. <laughs> Cut back to the driver. All right, so we made some work for you now. Got your polar bear. Great. His wife is along with them. What? Wrote some wonderful, well-crafted notes that they're going to hold up for you right before you take off. Mm -hmm. just, just to give you a little bit more inspiration while that racism is going to slow me down. It's going to be you down. And, and I heard tonight they're going to bring up. it. Yeah. And the pole, what? The notes will speed you back up. And the notes will speed back up. Sounds like a great balance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready for this? Your father believes in you. Of course he does. Of course I'm ready. I was born ready. What you gonna do when those racists jump on the back of your car to slow you down when you hit the gas? What you gonna do? Your father, you had a move that he would do when, when that would happen to him. What you gonna do? Well, how handsome are they? <laughs> I 
wouldn't call him handsome. Hey racing, hey racing, hit the one in the hit the one in the checkered shirt <laughs> and scene in the checkered shirt. All right, that is the can't tell us nothing show. Everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you to Kelly King for thank being a guest. Guys. Kelly King, when where can people find out more about you and, and uh, LiveWire? Um, you can go to the LiveWireAgency.com or we're on Instagram at LiveWireAgency. Fantastic. And you can find out more about us at C-Ton Improv on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, C-T-U-N Improv. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel where you can see the shirt that she mentioned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, go to the C-T-U-N on imp- uh, Improv on YouTube. And uh, keep listening to 92KLZ every Wednesday at 7. And check out our website, too, C-Ton Improv. You can see uh, upcoming shows we have. Uh, we have one coming up on December 20th, Unpopular Opinions. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Get your tickets. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Anything else? Anything else? Mm-hmm. Check out for new workshops. We will be doing more workshops in the yeah. future. Yes, exactly. All right. Then for Amici, for John, for Tandy, for myself, Antonio, for Kelly King with Livewire. That is a C-ton. That is a Can't Tell Us Nothing show. Thank you. We are out. <laughs>